Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in on this Sunday evening. What a blessing to be together. My co-host, co-pastor Josh, is with us as well, and we're just glad you are here. Thank you for giving us some time. My, 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 so many things happened this week. And as we look at the current events that intersect with God's Word and realize looking through the lens of the Bible, we will get the correct perspective. And as we do that over all the things that's happened this week, then we'll certainly come out with the right understanding of what's happening, what's going on, where we are in our world today. So stay with us here. By the way, you could connect with us through our website, antiochbristol.com. That's antiochbristol.com. Visit our website. tells you how to go to our podcast, how to get to our live videos, uh, also donations online, all of that information is right there on our website, AntiochBristol.com. We'd love to have you connect with us and be with us here in our church, in our services. If you don't have a church home, come and visit with us here. Church located at Exit 7, just off Interstate 81 in Bristol, Virginia. And we'd be honored to have you visit with us here. Well, where shall we begin We know the Fed's certainly increased the interest rates, did they not? 0.75%, three-quarters of a percent. Uh, Now a 30-year mortgage on a home is 5.5%. It is effectively doubled in one year. And as they increase the interest rates, it costs more to borrow money for a business or for a home or for an automobile. Uh, They're hoping to slow down Uh, the uh, reckless spending. But at the same time, (laughs) Senator Manchin, whom I I really appreciate his moral stand, I truly do, from West Virginia, Senator Manchin, I certainly appreciate his moral stand and values. But I do think he's wrong in this. uh, He's calling it a controlling inflation uh, bill that he wants to introduce is spending more money They want to slow down the spending in America, yet the government's going to spend more and more of your money and my money. Now, how did we get in this mess to begin with? Where did this inflation, and highest now, understand, in uh, something like 40 years, 41 years, 9.1%, and how did we get to this place? Well, because they produce more money than they were using. Don't forget, friends, money is a commodity. It's just like oil, for instance. It's a commodity. And when you produce more and more and more, then the value goes down. And as the value goes down, then it takes more of them to purchase items. And in purchasing items and goods, when people need to purchase and they've got to have more of this, Then the greenbacks, you know, let's just print more, print more, print more. Well, that has gone on now for quite a number of years, and the Bible has quite a bit to say about it. Matter of fact, Proverbs over and over talks about uh, how God hates uh, the diverse weights and those diverse 
are, are false is the word diverse here. False, inaccurate. Proverbs 20 and 23, for instance, diverse weights are an abomination unto the Lord. A false balance is not good. You see, that explains truly what our inflation problem is. They printed more money than it was worth. And now they've got to slow down the spending by individuals, so they raise the interest rates. But they have to do a balancing act. Can you picture this person standing on one leg, on one foot, on a high wire across the Niagara Falls, and he's trying his best to keep his balance by holding items in in each hand, and he's trying to balance himself and not fall into the Niagara Falls. And that's pretty much what the government is doing here with their raising the inflation rate. Because what's happening is they're going they're hoping to balance and slow down the economy enough so we can stop this hyperinflation. I use the term hyper because I truly believe that's where we are. And 9.1%, I was reading uh, the highest in, in uh, 41 years or the fastest increase in 41 years. And so the government says, let's raise our interest rates, make it harder to uh, and more costly to borrow money to buy a home or to buy a car for businesses to borrow money. We're going to make it more costly for them. And then it'll slow down the economy. But we don't want to slow the economy down too much. Now, the economy is already slowing down. The GDP has decreased again. Second quarter came out this week. The GDP decreased. And so we're definitely in a recession. We're, we're there. And the government doesn't want us to be there because that's bad in an election year for sure for us to be in a recession. But ladies and gentlemen, forget the politics here for just a moment. And think about it's just pure evil, false, lying to the American people. And I've never seen a day when people love to be lied to like they love it today. They change your terms, they change your pronouns, they want you to change this, that, and the other, change your gender, change this, you know, we're going to lie to you, and people want to be lied to. But I'm thinking, when it gets into their pocketbook, they want to know more truth, and this is getting into their pocketbook. This is getting into my pocketbook. It's getting into yours. It's dipping into your savings. It's dipping into your retirement. It's dipping into your living and your actual day-to-day life. And yet the government says, well, we're going to spend more to get us out of this uh, problem we're in. But no, that's what caused the problem to start with. Printing more money than was used, a false balance, diverse weights, inaccurate, purposely, purposely lying to us about the economy and folks just pushing it and pushing it. The Bible tells us very plainly, God hates this. I do not like it, he says. We're told here in Proverbs, in verse number 28, Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. In verse 10 of chapter 23 of Proverbs, Remove not the old landmark. And here we're cautioned to 
look back in our history and understand the principles, monetary principles, principles of morality, which certainly we must have, and look at these. Don't move those. Don't move those standards. Do not move those markers because to do so is certain destruction. And that's where we're headed in this day. So I want to just take this moment of the program today to remind you the Bible does talk about where we are in our inflation, in our recession that I do believe is here. I believe we're entering it right now. I think the feds realize that. The reason they increased the interest rates by 0.75%. And I've said all that to say the Bible, again, has the answers. We realize that we have been told lies. Now, I saw something else this week that, that alarmed me. Uh, that uh, a recent report came out just last month that 32% of the homes in America have no father figure in the home. Now, that's tragic, my friend. No father figure in the home or 32% of the homes in America. You know, for sons, for sons, this is a horrible, horrible statement to make because sons need their fathers. Of course, daughters need their fathers in the home, but sons particularly. Uh, Along with this study shows also that in the late 20s, children who have not had a father present in the home, that they're more likely to not go to college, over half never attending college, and by late 20s, they are not working, nor are they enrolled in school, and by the time they're in their mid-30s, most of them are in jail. These are studies that just came out, and it tells us how important the father is in the home, how important parents are to the home. Satan is doing a powerful job destroying the home if he can. He wants to do that because the home's the first institution, and our Lord established the home. And he wanted mother and father in the home. We cannot have a balance and good child rearing without a father in the home or a mother in the home. Uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Notice parents. We usually stress the fact that he's talking to children here in obeying their parents because this is the first commandment with promise, verse 2 says in Ephesians 6. But notice it's parents, plural. And it's man and woman, male and female, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. There's the promise. Then in verse 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Yes, bring them up with the counseling, the child-rearing, the constant training they need. Fathers in the home, don't provoke them just because you can. Don't cause them to stress and fret just because you can. But you be that father in the home, that mother in the home. Notice it's male and female, parents, it's father, it's mother. How important that is in the home. I want to encourage you and I, more than ever, realizing that fathers are not replaceable. We have to have a father in the home. We need that mother in the home. How we need these godly parents today to realize parenting is the most important job they have. 
It's the greatest ministry they have is parenting. Another thing that's happened this week that I think certainly is going to affect the family, the Christian, the Christian home, is that the Biden administration, along with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, is going to force schools to use their correct pronouns and promote the ideology of the LGBT group. They're going to force them to do that or they won't fund the lunch program that has been funded in many states. Uh, a Christian school down in Florida filed a lawsuit. Now, more than 20 states, actually more than 20 state attorney generals have filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Agriculture, maintaining that it is threatening to withhold funds for the national school lunch program. They're holding, withholding these funds from schools that will not comply with the Biden administration's LGBT ideology. Now think of that, my friend. If the inflation is not enough, if the recession is not enough, if the increase in the interest rates is not enough, and uh, then we have these studies that just released about the problems in the home, and to think that the government is going to withhold lunch money from these needy children in the schools just because the schools and the states refuse to use the, quote, correct pronouns and, and promote the ideologies of the LGBT group. And uh, President Biden is shoving this down the throats of individuals. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, where are we today? Again, are Americans turning into people who love to be lied to? Are Christians being persecuted more and more in America? We know they are around the world. We're very much aware of that. But we in the Western world need to wake up. We need to understand that we're in that as well. We're approaching that right here in the United States of America. But let us never forget, greater is he, the Lord Jesus, who is in us, than Satan, who is in the world, and the ruler of this world system as we have. The culture is so uh, against us as believers. Lest you and I stand on truth. Let's make up our mind. We're going to follow truth. We're going to hold to the truth. We're going to believe truth. We're going to speak truth. We're going to act on truth. Truth will govern our lives. It will absolutely build our character. It will be our worldview, biblical worldview. We will operate in truth, stand on truth, and we will win. We always do. People who operate on truth and believe God and follow God are always winners. I saw that even this week. The Pulaski brothers up there in Canada, oh, they were charged and fined and imprisoned because they had church during COVID. And Canada, time after time, arrested these fellows and uh, charge, made charges against them and fined them. Even one spent many days in solitary confinement. Well, they were completely vindicated of all charges. The fines all had to be refunded. And the Court of Appeals up there in Canada completely exonerated them of every charge. 
That just happened. They stood for what was true and right. Can't we do the same? Shouldn't we do the same? No matter what, I think we as believers have to do that. We have no choice but to obey God if we're true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, our co-host, co-pastor Josh is coming now and is speaking to us some great truths as well. Well, thank you, Pastor Brad. Thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. If you're just joining us, you are listening to Answers from Antioch, brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. And I invite you to connect with us on our church website. That's AntiochBristol.com. Also, you can connect with us on our church Facebook page by searching Antioch Bristol. Antioch is spelled A-N-T-I-O-C-H. We would love to hear from you. We would love to connect with you. And on our website, you will find this audio recording, and you will be able to download it, to share it uh, through our podcast platforms and multiple other ways. Plus, you can never miss another minute of Answers from Antioch. We have a 10-minute Monday through Friday program and this 30-minute weekend edition as well. And we are striving to find the intersection between God's Word and today's world and bringing that to you in a fresh way every single day. And we appreciate those of you who have reached out to us and have subscribed to our podcast and who are following along with us six days out of the week. Also, on our church's website, you will find our sermons. Uh, There's video sermons, links to our Facebook page where we have archived sermons, our YouTube channel where you find our service live stream, uh, and also our sermon audio page. If you're not familiar with sermonaudio.com, let me put just a little plug for them in here right now as well because it's a wonderful resource over 2 million sermons on that platform. Many churches uh, live stream through that platform and have their services archived there. And it's a wonderful ministry. Uh, Again, that is called sermonaudio.com. You can search for uh, thousands of different preachers and churches that are using that wonderful resource. And we just happen to be one of those. And there you can find video sermons from our church. You can find uh, audio files where you can download the audio and take it with you and listen when you don't have Internet access. And so there's lots of wonderful tools. And the best way to find all of that is through our church's website, AntiochBristol.com. You can find all the different links to those landing spots that I've mentioned. Let me also mention this, not in the way of a commercial, but in the way of a reflection. The last two weeks, I've been privileged to be a part of the Tri-City Gospel Music Camp. And you can find them on Facebook. I'd encourage you to go to Facebook if you're there and have an account and just search for Tri-City Gospel Music Camp. And you'll be able to see some of the highlights of what we enjoyed the last couple of weeks. It's a two-week music camp that's held near the end of July each year here in the Tri-Cities area. Uh, If you live in Gray, you are very close to the location where the camp is held. 
and uh, is so convenient for Kingsport and Johnson City especially, but it's really not too far, and there are several of us who come down from Bristol every single day as well. And uh, just about a 30-minute drive for us uh, on the far end of Bristol. So very convenient to our Tri-Cities region. And we don't just have people who live in the Tri-Cities who are coming to this. We've got people from western North Carolina. We've got people from on into southwest Virginia. People in east Tennessee, even from the Knoxville region. And then we've got people from states beyond. uh, People from Arkansas, Louisiana, and other regions that are coming in for this gospel music camp. And I just want to reflect on some of the blessings from God. It's not just a singing school, not just a place to learn how to sing. And certainly it is that. And there is wonderful quality instruction, but the Spirit goes so far beyond that. It's a real camaraderie and Holy Spirit fellowship uh, among Christian people that is just such a refreshing time. It's almost like a a wonderful family reunion uh, each year for two weeks where you're getting to reconnect and rekindle relationships with folks and, and getting to sit down and to slow down and have those long conversations with people at times. It's just a very spiritually refreshing time. Uh, I've been bringing and I've been privileged to bring in some guests from time to time during the course of the last two weeks and uh, just let them sit and observe and see what it's all about. And every single time they've all been blown away by what they're seeing and hearing and experiencing. And more and more people are becoming interested in this. And so I encourage you uh, to come and join with us next year. Again, you can look for Tri-City Gospel Music Camp on Facebook. But uh, we have some wonderful teachers who are there, uh, great instructors, all college-educated degrees in music, and yet as humble as they come and as likable and willing to teach the students in such a very great way. It just thrills my heart to see uh, what is happening there. Uh, My own daughter got to attend for her very first time this year, and she soaked it in like a sponge, and she absolutely fell in love with the people who were there. And before it was even over, she was talking about coming back next year. And this is the, the caliber of instruction, and this is the caliber of the the spirit, can we say it that way, uh, that is there. And I've just been privileged to be a part of it, and I just am trying to share my heart with you uh, during this time about the blessing that it is. And I want to encourage you, again, go to Facebook, and you can find some more information about Tri-City Gospel Music Camp. And you can reach out to us. I'd be glad to give you more information, tell you more about it, answer any questions that you may have. Let me give you just a a basic summary of what does a a typical day at the music camp look like. Well, we start out with a time of devotions from about 9 to 9.30. And then for about the next hour, they go into music theory classes 
And those are broken down over five different sections. We even had a preschool class this year learning the basics of music theory. And that was for three to six-year-olds. And again, they're soaking it in. They teach them in such creative ways. Uh, They use Play-Doh to form music notes and get them to uh, learn the kind of note that it is. Is it a half note, a whole note, and on down the line. Very creative. And then they have Theory 1, 2, 3, and 4. In Theory 1 and 2, they start with the basics and they teach them uh, the very basics and really hone in on those things with them and drill down in those things. And by the time you get to Theory 4, as the years roll on, they're into songwriting. And they produced a song this year where they wrote the music and the lyrics, put it all together, and sang it for the closing program on Friday night. And it'll be published in a songbook for next year. And that's so amazing. And I love to see all the things that take place there year after year. And beyond the theory class, we break out into different sectionals, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, and practice songs, sing through several different songs for about an hour. Then everybody comes together right before lunch for about 30 minutes or so of singing. And all four parts come together for the first time with those selected songs for each day. And it's just beautiful to hear. And to be honest with you, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole entire day because it often turns into a time of testimony, a time of worship, a time of praise and adoration to the Lord for who He is and how great He is. And it's a beautiful time of worship together. And then, of course, we break for lunch. And I could tell you all kinds of details about the wonderful food you know, we had for lunch, we had Thanksgiving meals. I'm serious. You know, we had turkey and dressing and all that. And then we would have lasagna and salad and bread. And, and I know I'm making you hungry talking about all the good food. This isn't your typical camp food. It's homemade, good cooking. Man, chicken casserole. Am I making you hungry yet? I'm sure I am. You can keep listening to me, but go through the drive through or uh, swing in there and get you something to eat while you're listening to us if you're listening on the radio or in your car. But the point is, uh, then after getting back to the schedule of the music camp, then after a wonderful lunch, they do some more theory, and uh, they go to about 3.15. They learn to direct, how to direct a song, And uh, then the day ends around 3.15, but it picks back up around supper time. And then after that, they have more classes for people who can't make it during the daytime. They have a theory class offered in the evening for adults who have to work and cannot be there till the evenings. Then they have another group singing, and it's just a a joyous and, and blessed time all throughout the day. It's the last two full weeks of July each year right here in the Tri-Cities region. I'm talking about the Tri-City Gospel Music Camp. One of the goals of the camp, and it's been running for uh, 22 years now, is to see students uh, learn the music and how to sing uh, properly and correctly and to the best of their ability to really grow in a spirit of excellence in that, to learn how to lead music, to learn how to play the piano. It's surprising and amazing how many churches don't have people who can play the piano, don't have people who can 
lead music. And it goes beyond just that goal out of necessity, but it goes to the place of creating beautiful music. Can you imagine a church where you have 50 trained sopranos, 50 trained altos, 50 trained tenors, 50 trained bass, and you know, 200 people uniting their voices together in a magnificent choir that really uh, lifts the rafters off the building. You get an idea of the vision and the mindset for what the Tri-City Gospel Music Camp is looking to produce in our local churches. And it's a great blessing and a great benefit to our churches. So I encourage you, connect with us, whether that be on Facebook. If you want to reach out to us here at Antioch, I can put you in touch with the music camp. Plan on coming out to visit with us for a day next year to see and hear for your own self what it is. And I believe that you will fall in love with it just as I have. And I'm looking forward to next year, all according to the Lord's planning and the Lord's timing. Thank you so much for joining us on our program today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.